You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with the good friend, Bo South from Myers and Chapman. Now, you know that when the Realtors Association wants you to build their new office, that says something. I mean, these folks who sell buildings for a living, they're, they're trying to work with, with Myers and Chapman, and you should too. So this company built the new Charlotte Regional Realtors building in Midtown Charlotte. They've been in business for nearly 70 years. That's a very long time. And you will see their work all around the region. Uh, Atrium Medical Offices, Cannon School, Quail, Quail Corner Shopping Center, the new Charlotte Humane Society Animal Resource Center, and many, many, many other places. And it takes a special commitment to be part of building a community for over 70 years. And both South can share really not not about this organization, but what makes them special, right? They are a, the, the local construction company of the past, the present, and the future. He is the VP of sales and marketing over at Myers and Chapman and was once named Charlotte Business Journal's 40 Under 40 and are so excited to bring him on this episode of the Brand Butters Podcast. Welcome, Bo South. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm excited to be here. I wish I was still under 40. <laughs> we wanted to throw that in there. Just get well, it going. Well, now, you know what I now mean? Now the Charlotte Ledger has an over 40. Yeah, you're here, in. So, we so can we'll, get you in there. We'll try to get you in there. So, so first, well, Bo, thank you for joining us, man. Great to see you. And uh, you're a Charlotte, you're Charlottean, born and raised and graduated from West Charlotte High School. Um, what made you want to come back here after college and work and raise your family here? Well, yeah, I took a little bit of a detour after college. So it took me a few years after I graduated from the College of Charleston. I, uh, I moved out west and spent a little time out there chasing one of my passions, uh, which is fly fishing. And um, I got to a point where, you know, I just I, I, I miss Charlotte. My family's here. I have a lot of friends here, a lot of connections. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, Charlotte's a great place to raise kids. And, and I was raised here, as you said. And um, I, I just wanted to get back. I love it. I'm so jealous of your move, man. I, looking back, I, I, I went two weeks from graduating college to work, and that was 21 years ago. And some of my buddies went and did what you did, whatever their passion was, snowboarding, whatever it was. And some of them are still doing that, by the way, um, which I'm also kind of jealous of. But uh, that's a, that was an awesome move, man. And uh, would you recommend that to anyone graduating college? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think it's a lot harder these days with the cost of living and, and all the resorts out west. But, uh, you know, I kind of feel like I had my retirement before my career to some degree and got some great life experiences out of that. I was lucky enough to meet my wife, who's an Idaho native, uh, oh, wow. as a result of that decision. So, you know, I, I wouldn't have the, the great family that I've got now had I not made that decision. So, so who's, who's better at fly fishing, you or your wife? Um, you know, I've spent more more time behind the oars than fishing, so I get to row a lot more <laughs> yeah. than I get to fish. You become you're the guy. You're steering, yeah. <laughs> Give me steering. a beer, right. Bo. Hey, put me right over there, Bo. That's where I need to be. I love it. I love it. Um, Team effort. That's right. So, you know, tell me a little bit, you know, you grew up in Charlotte. You decided to come back here. Tell us kind of, you know, obviously what brought you back here, but what brought you to, to Myers and Chapman? And tell us kind of that. Uh, that opportunity, I believe you, so you were at West Charlotte and then, and then you moved out, then you came back. Tell us about that story. The coming back part. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I, you know, I got, I was, I was guiding fishing and I, I quickly realized after three seasons in Montana of working, you know, six days a week that my passion was slowly turning into a job and, um, and wanted to, wanted to still love fly fishing. And so I made the decision, you know, proactively, my, my girlfriend, now wife at the time decided, Hey, let's, let's move back and start a career in, in Charlotte. And so we moved back here right after 2000, right after 9-11, um, in 2001. And, you know, the, the market was pretty tough if y'all remember those times. And, uh, I, I just moved back with, with no prospects really, but other, other than just starting to do some networking. And so I was looking at all opportunities, uh, mortgage banking, uh, real estate, and construction was really never on the radar for me. Um, my mom had married the then owner of Myers and Chapman, uh, Rick Hanford. And, you know, there's only so many coffees and lunches and networking you can do when you're trying to find a job before you, you know, you're twiddling your thumbs. And so I just asked him if I could go to work on one of the job sites uh, to, you know, not spend every dollar I'd saved <laughs> to come back and also um, just to not be idle and to get some experience. And so, he hooked me up. We were building a big half million square foot warehouse out on 85 and told me to show up out there at seven o'clock on a Monday morning. And um, I showed up at 703. And <laughs> unfortunately, the superintendent knew that I was related to the owner of the company. So he started me at the back with a broom and a shovel. And three weeks later, he finally, finally let me do something other than sweep the floors. So <laughs> that's that's kind of how I got into the construction business. I didn't really intend to 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 do it, but you know, once I've got some exposure to some of the other field aspects of it, uh, really started to enjoy that component of the, of the business and. I uh, got the opportunity to come to the office to see a little bit of the administrative project management side and the rest is history. Been here since 2002. You know what? That's a blessing, though. When you start that way, you understand what it takes to to be there. <laughs> right. And now, of That's course, right. you've moved into the office and and you mentioned ownership. I believe you've even moved into an ownership role, which is amazing. What? Twenty years later. Uh, with being with the same company and going to work and showing up and making it happen every day. Um, do you mind speaking about that a little bit? Not at all. Not at all. You know, Myers and Chapman is close to 70 years old now. And uh, Brevard Myers and John Chapman found the company back in 53. And, you know, what they did was, you know, start a company that was relationship based, um, do the right thing, build quality projects, take care of your clients. And, and um, that is, kind of that that has stayed true through through all the years and um when rick hanford and bob webb of the former former owners started a conversation about you know what is what does the next generation of Myers and chatham look like a group of us on the leadership team expressed interest in um in making the purchase and so we started that the conversation had gone on since 2014 probably we officially started the process in 2016 and um and now there are five of us that, that represent the majority ownership of myers and chapman um and it's, it's a really exciting time and it's a really great opportunity for all of us congratulations that Thank is you. awesome that is so cool man so t you've been working with the business now you know you're going to be an, an owner in the business what are you most proud of uh, of not only your work, but the entire, you know, organization of Myers and Chapman? There's a number of things there, Brian. Um, you know, I think it's probably the, the, the value of doing the right thing. Um, we keep it simple. Uh, we, we take relationships very, very seriously. You know, 70% of the work that we do is on a repeat basis. And uh, that's a true testament to the, the job we do, as well as the relationships that we, we build and maintain. Um, so it's, it's just a, I don't have a whole lot of exposure, as you know, I mean, I, you know, my, my job path was, you know, 
sitting in a boat rowing and, and coming to Myers and Chapman. And so it's a, it's a fun place to work because the doors are, are always open. I mean, you know, people come into my office and our CEO's office with ideas and it's not, no, that's a bad idea. It's a, that's just great. Let's, let's pursue that. It's a, it's, it's just a great place to be. Let's talk about the company in general. Uh, what type of work are you guys doing and, you know, what markets and that kind of thing? So I'd say that, that industrial has, has dominated our portfolio over the past several years. Um, as I'm sure you guys are aware, you know, we did a lot of retail back in the early 2000s and that in the 2008, 2009 timeframe kind of dried up and we found ourselves looking at each other saying, well, you know, what does the future of our construction business look like? And we'd begun to diversify and we, we had, had a great relationship and still have a great relationship with Atrium Health, which was in CHS. Uh, but but we really were forced to to look at you know where where is the revenue where are the projects going to come from and um, so industrial has really driven the uh, the the sales that we've got to date uh, healthcare continues to be a big part of it and the other interesting sector and it's it's kind of a self made sector is the community sector you know you mentioned the humane society project uh, we're building a new facility for them over off of Wilkinson Boulevard. Um, we're doing a project for another uh, foundation really close to our office. We've got a number of church projects and some you know, some schools going as well. So, th- you know, it's a nice diverse blend of things uh, with industrial probably representing the majority of it at the moment. How far is your reach? Like, how far would you go to do a project? We generally don't put a, a cap on that, Brian. Um, it's it's probably it's, it's client driven. Um, we can we can service pretty well within two hundred fifty miles of Charlotte. Um, and outside of that, it would be, we're not looking to go start an office in Arizona, but if we've got a client that wants to take a project, take us out there, we're certainly going to go do that. Um, but, but we're focused here. Our relationships with subcontractors are here. And then that's, uh, that's really what's helped us get to where we are. Yeah, I love that. And and tell us, I'd love to learn some of the struggles that, that you guys are having right now, specifically, you know, with supply chain. I was having a conversation with an owner and I won't mention their name, but uh, he basically said this, we can't even put roofs on the buildings that we're building. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's all materials and it's just, there's so many challenges that, you know, maybe people are starting to understand that when they go to the grocery store, but you know, in our business as well, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges. It's, it's three, four, five times harder to get an order across the finish line just because of, of really just the, the inconsistencies and in, in, in what's going down. So I'd love to see how you guys are approaching that and, and, and really how your attitude is because it's, uh, it's definitely a challenging time for, for any industry you know, that, that involves any type of physical product. It is 100%. And it's, you know, while you, know, you look at the news and you look at the Charlotte market and you see all the cranes in the air and, and, and the perception is these GCs are out there just booming and killing it. And, you know, we're all busy and we've all got a lot of work going on, but, but the challenges are real. The, uh, not only is it the cost increases that we're experiencing, but the delays and the time it takes to get materials to a job site and, and just the lack of predictability on what's the, you know, what's going to be the next shoe to drop. I mean, it started with steel and steel used to, you know, we could get joist and deck on a project 12 to 14 weeks. And, and that's slipped out to over eight months now in a lot of cases. Wow. Um, so that's tough. So it, it, that that, proposed, that poses challenges getting projects started. So you've got to get that taken care of early. Um, you mentioned roofing. Roofing is another long lead time item that just there's not enough production. And so and, and that was a little bit more of a surprise for a lot of us. You know, we get phone calls from roofing subcontractors saying our suppliers cannot honor their pricing. 
So that that you know that's a challenge. You know, another one that we're we're looking at now is availability of paint. Believe it or not, paint is is you know we're kind of starting to anticipate some shortages on that. So those are all things that we're trying to work through. Um, good communication, uh, honest, transparent communication with our owners on some of these things is a big a big part. Um, and then trying to get in front of it now, knowing what we know. So, you know, making sure that everybody's on the same page of how we're going to procure a project and, and what exposure looks like. Um, cause you know, the reality is we can't lock in a price for a roof today. If we're going to build your a Dunstan group office building, yeah, we'd have to have that conversation about there's going to be a little bit of price volatility, um, on this, on this contract. So do you see that hindering any of your future contracts or work? Or is it just like just the nature of the beast, right? Like no matter what contractor they go to, if they decide to go elsewhere, they're going to have the same conversation, right? I don't, I don't think it'll hurt necessarily. Yeah. I think it's all in how you handle it. Um, number one, but most of the buyers that we're dealing with, most of our clients are professionals that build more than one building, and so they've they've seen the movie before, for you know, mm -hmm. to use that term, and. Uh, so they know what's going on. They know it's not a Myers and Chapman problem or a Brand X problem. They're seeing it across the board, um, and it's it's pretty well out there. In your world, uh, what are the forecasts for for supply catching up with demand? You know, it's it's really hard to answer that question. I don't know yeah. that I've got an answer for you. Um, <laughs> well, we've thought we've had answers <laughs> the past year and a half. And it just keeps yeah. going in a rabbit hole, you know. It's like I think everybody's just come flat on out exhausted. We just want to see the light, Bo. We just want to see come the on, light. Man. Give us some optimism. Uh, I know you got that I crystal I'll turn ball the question back to you guys. Yeah, as long yeah. as there's no Zeta variant of this. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, we're we're. We're seeing uh, the exact same things, right? We offer product and service, but at the end of the day, you've mentioned this several times, do the right thing always. And look, I may not be able to provide this, but I can provide that. Like offer That's solution, right. try to find an alternative, work through it. Um, and, and I think there's a level of patience right now with the consumer that we've never seen before. Um, most, most are a little more flexible with, with you know, uh, their opinion of things. And, and, you know, it's just something we're literally all going through and, um, sure. you know, so anyway, well, and you, okay. Scott, you nailed it. The reason that you have the consumer that is understanding is because of what Bo just said, and that's being and having honest, transparent communication. That's like right. we, when we approach a project and I'm sure you're the same way, we're letting you understand not only the challenges, but what we're going to be able to do to get over those hurdles, right? And if you're upfront about that, then you're, you're going to be a resource for that business when things are easy, right? Right now, the easy things are hard, but we're all challenging ourselves to be better. And I think that's opened up a lot better communication. Now, I kind of want to transition this conversation into the community. You guys are phenomenal or involved with a lot of organizations. Bo, me and you are both on the board for the local Boy Scouts here uh, for Mecklenburg County. But you guys, if you go to your website, I mean, there is just a list of organizations that you guys support. Tell us about Myers and Chapman and their role in the community and how important that is to not only your business, but really who you are as a company. Well, it's, it's just it's an important thing to do. You know, there's a lot of need in our community and there's, you know, there's 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 not enough resource to, to really do it all for everybody. And it's something we take very seriously. I mean, I've always had personally had involvement on some form of a board, some way, shape or form. Um, and 
you know, everybody does it a little bit differently. What we've done is really encourage our people to pursue something that they're interested in and supporting them versus saying, hey, we're going to go all in on one charity. And so, um, you know, you take me, for example, I've been on the Dowd Y advisory board in the past, um, I'm serving on the board of Myers Park Trinity Little League right now, uh, working on the Boy Scout clay shoot with you, Brian. And, you know, we've got people, you know, Marcus is involved in the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Uh, it's just across the board where people are, are plugged in and, and making a difference. And, well, you know, I, I say that we do some company things. Uh, you know, we've supported one of uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. It's one of our neighbors, Reed Park Elementary in the past, where, you know, they don't get a lot of money. They don't have a, a burgeoning P PTA that supports them. And so we went over there two years ago with 25 employees and landscape the entire campus. Um, so things like that are what we do. We're not, you know, laser focused on one particular outlet, but it's uh, just making the difference and, and doing it authentically where people have a passion and want to want to wanna contribute. What made you, I love that approach because I feel like a lot of companies, whether it's the CEO or, you know, the management, maybe they're really passionate about one direction and they want to flood everything. And they, and they think that if you work for me, like you need to be passionate about that as well. How did you guys approach that? Because I love, we we've had over 54 nonprofits on our podcast. And I always tell people Charlotte is an amazing place to, to be able to give back. You just got to find what you're passionate about. What do you want to do to help people? And if you find something that you really love, then you're really going to make an impact about that. It, it doesn't all have to be together. So that's such a unique approach because I don't think a lot of companies do that. So tell me how you guys came about that, that, that process and how you did that. I mean, I think it goes back to the authenticity. Uh, and for us, it's, you know, we're not very good at, at faking it. And, um, you know, to your point, I, I mean, I'll use my my example at the YMCA. So I, I was born in Charlotte. I learned how to swim at the Dowd YMCA. I played my first basketball game at the Dowd YMCA. And so for me, it was a, you know, it was a heart pull to to go and, and, and do something for that Y. And it was really easy to engage and plug in. And I've, I've, I admit that I've been a part of things that I have not been passionate about, and my effort level is not what it should be. And I, I just think that it, it's so much easier when someone has true passion and care about something to really put, put something into it and they get something out of it in return. I love that. I think more companies need to do that and really open up that conversation to all of your employees and figure out what they're passionate about. And it doesn't have to be just throwing money at something, but getting them right. engaged in something outside of your, your, your brand or your business will only make them a better member of that community. And that's what I feel like you guys are all about. That's awesome. What a great answer. And um, I love that you learned to swim in the YMCA right down the street. That's awesome. It was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son's learning to swim right now and I'm not from Charlotte, but I love like his experiences that he's learning and everything. And I, you know, I, we're, we're not leaving Charlotte. I absolutely love this place. So it's just cool that, I don't know, it's crazy. Full circle. <laughs> awesome. Oh, um, For cool. sure. So tell us, you guys are going through a little bit of a change, obviously, from an ownership standpoint. Um, tell us, what what's the future of, of Myers and Chapman? You guys have such a great, you know, history. If you go in and read your about us on your website, it's awesome. Like, this is a community type of business. But where, where are you guys going to go from here? Tell us a little bit about what your vision is and, and what we can expect from Myers and Chapman in the future. I think you can expect growth from Myers and Chapman in the future. Um, you know, we, we feel like we've got a lot to offer and we feel like we've uh, not really begun to, to scratch the surface of the kind of projects that, that we can build and, and the people that we can service. 
Um, and so our focus is really on, you know, growing our business at, at a sustainable rate, I'll say. Um, you know, we want to do it at the pace that we can continue to provide the level of service, bring on the people that that fit our values and value relationships um, and do the right thing and all the things we've talked about already and 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 continue to, to grow this thing um, and provide opportunity for people to to come in and start at a you know, assistant project management level and, and work their way up to, to whatever that can be. I mean, obviously it could be ownership uh, based on my experience and, and Marcus and the other guys. I love that. Um, and um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Your, your CEO, Marcus Rabun, Rabun, is that right? Rabun? Rabun um, yes. He, uh, he went to the same college as me. So we both went to Georgia Southern go Eagles. Just yeah. want to throw that out there. <laughs> If you're listening, Marcus, let's roll. I love it. He's a he's a big outdoorsman too. <laughs> he is. Isn't he? Yeah. he sure is. He sure yeah, is. Absolutely. You know, I actually I, I laugh all the time because Georgia Southern has a phenomenal uh, construction, you know, management. And, and management program down there. And I'm over here like I'm going to play soccer and I'm going to be a sports management major. <laughs> you know what? Hey, a, what an idiot! <laughs> East, Car- East Carolina does too. I, I don't know. know if you guys are pulling out of my pirates. Yeah. Or not, but, I mean, what, yeah. Golly, who well, are actually doing a lot of that, guys? I mean, we're you know yeah. we've got folks down in uh in in clemson right now doing a career fair and it's a big part of how we're recruiting right now is you sure. know you, you talk to the recruiters in charlotte and you know getting a project manager from another firm is, is hard and you know we're spending a lot of energy developing people kind of from the ground up we do it the same way um you know uh, actually we just had taylor join us from unc wilmington she started last week and it's uh it's an amazing thing because you can you can sort of set the tone that they don't bring any bad habits and, and hopefully you can develop someone yeah. into a really successful role with your team. So yeah. that yeah. is our goal cool. as well. How do you feel uh, just in your construction world and industry about Charlotte over the next 20 to 30 years? I mean, I couldn't be more excited to be here. You know, if you look at all the, the data and the, the velocity of which people are moving here, um, it's hard to it's hard to see that Charlotte's not going to fare better than than a lot of the other markets in, in our country. Um, having grown up here, it's it's a, it's it's good and bad. You know, I, you know, professionally love it. It's but it's not the small Charlotte that it was when I graduated from West Charlotte. Sure. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going to even give us that day. <laughs> Can't even remember. He's going to remind us, though. He was a 40 under 40. All right? So we were that. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Well, that's really, that's really awesome. I, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure to get to know you, to be on some boards with you, to follow, you know, the Myers and Chapman story. I feel like this community is built around businesses that are very similar to yours. And, you know, if, if somebody was out there, I'm just going to kind of throw you on the spot real quick, but if somebody right. was out there and they wanted, you know, a construction contractor, tell us why should they pick Myers and Chapman? Ooh. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who can do what we can do. Uh, a lot of people can build a schedule. A lot of people can build a budget. A lot of people can build a building. And, um, you know, we, we look at that as table stakes in the construction business. Um, you know, are they going to get the level of service that we're going to provide? Are they going to are, are they going to get the the attention and the expectations development that we do on the front end? Um, are they going to get the service throughout? Are they going to have ownership involvement in every project? Those are the things that I would kind of the, the way I would pitch someone. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on that. 
there's there's an expectation is exercise that happens at the beginning of the project. So we know what you know what success looks like for, for someone, because a lot of people do think in construction business that it's scheduled budget. And you know, if you, if you execute on those two things, you're, you're good. And, um, and, and, and you're not, you know, you've got to be able to build that relationship. You've got to be able to have the hard conversations and you've got to be able to bring some solutions to problems. I mean, our, our business is very imperfect and you're, you're going to have multiple issues on every project and, and success is defined to me as how you, how you deal with those and how you provide solutions and, and get through that as a team. So um, that's, that's, that's kind of my pitch on that, Brian. I love it. What a great answer. Yeah. I love it, man. I think that, um, that you've done a great job. You're, you're somebody that Charlotte can be proud of to have in the community. I think Myers and Chapman, the same thing, um, you know, an organization that puts community first, um, that really values, you know, their employees, but also their opinions and, and you support what they're passionate about. You know, that's really why we started this podcast to bring on, you know, companies and highlight, you know, what makes the city special because it is. And, and, you know, a lot of people are moving here. There's not a lot of people leaving here. All right. So, you know, just throw it out there. Pretty, pretty damn right. good, awesome place to live. I'm not going to lie. Right, so um, sure. now, and you even left College of Charleston. I lived in Charleston and Charleston brought me to Charlotte. And I won't lie. When I was leaving Charleston, my hands were in the sand. Like, don't take me from Charleston. <laughs> but I've been here for 11 years. And um, the only reason I came here, because I was like, Charleston's three hours away. So I can be there for dinner on a Friday if I want to. That's so, awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a hard place to leave. It sure. was. It was. <laughs> but, well, Bo, thank you so much, man. Thanks for being a leader in this community. Um, thank you for, for all that you do, you know, with Myers and Chapman. Congratulations on, on you know, the new ownership of it. I, I can't wait to see where you and your leadership team take, you know, the organization. And uh, it, it's just been, it's been an honor to get to know you. And, and I, I just love having people like you in our community. And I think there's more people like that and can't wait to tell their story too. So I just appreciate you, brother. Yes, man. Sir. Thanks guys. I mean, it's a great opportunity for us to, to be able to come on um, brand builders and, and, you know, plug for y'all. I mean, the little bit of business we've done and looking forward to doing a lot more has been such a positive experience and um, you know, authenticity that keeps coming up, you know, I get that 100% from you guys and look forward to this relationship for many years to come. Thank you. I mean, the things you were saying just really fire me up because, as you mentioned, you all are a 70-year-old mature company, and your thought process is, is pretty simple. You know, do the right thing, provide great service. Even when the conversation's hard, have it because that's the best thing to do. Work through the issues and keep being the best resource. And that fires me up because that's who we are and who we want to be. Um, and to your point, it's not always the easiest route, but it's the best route for sustainability. So, yeah. uh, thank you. Thank you for saying and that. It, we enjoyed it, man. It doesn't even matter the industry. If you take that right there, I guarantee you, you can start a business today on those values and sell toilet paper. You can be the best damn toilet paper salesperson out there. All right. Sounds like we need to get in the roofing business. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> DG Roofing coming tomorrow. <laughs> Here we come. I love it. Bo, before we let you go, right. what's the best place for people to get in contact with you uh, if they're interested in either working at Myers and Chapman or doing business with Myers and Chapman? What's the best way to get in contact with you guys? So uh, probably my email address would be the easiest. It's B South, like the direction at Myers, M-Y-E-R-S hyphen Chapman.com. Um, you can always go to our website, um, Myers-Chapman.com as well. And um, we'd love to talk to you. 
Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Bo. Keep doing uh, great things. And uh, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.